Please listen with extreme caution because you're about to encounter content considered by many to be dangerously inspirational and motivational. The host claims he sees $100 bills blowing in the wind and thinks he can show you how to get some of them. We wonder if he's a bit nuts, honestly. And now, here's the host of Silent Sales Machine Radio, Jim Cockrum. Welcome back to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and it's my pleasure today to be talking about a topic that will be very interesting to all the newbies. Yeah, I said newbies. That's what we call those of you who haven't made any money yet online. Now, listen, it's not your fault. There's a lot of confusing information out there. But today, my goal, my only stated purpose of this particular podcast episode is very simple. I'm going to help you make that first $100 online. I'm determined to give you all the information, all the advice, the specific exact strategies that you can use, the steps you should take to make that first $100 online. Now, we're going to cover some different territory before we get there, because one of the things I've got to convince you of is there's some things you shouldn't be doing that a lot of people are telling you you should do. And you've probably been making it way more complicated than it needs to be. And maybe you've lost your confidence. And maybe you're thinking this is just a big scam. There's people making money online. They're just scamming people. So no matter how jaded you are, or no no matter how little confidence you have, or how green you are and new to all of this you are, I'm going to set all those fears and concerns aside with what I'm going to share in the first part of this podcast. And then I'm going to give you very specific, detailed instructions on how to go out and make your first $100. Now, here's why this is important. $100 isn't going to change your life, obviously. Very few people would have their life permanently changed by $100. But here's the secret. Once you know how to make $100, it's just a matter of building systems and doing it again and again. Rinse and repeat, right? We all started somewhere. My first sales were very, very small and insignificant, but I recognized that I was onto something that had potential. So one of my sayings in this arena to help put this in perspective is that the journey from zero sales to that first sale online can be a very long, arduous, difficult, confusing, confounding, stressful, strenuous, lengthy journey, just getting that first sale. But once you've got that first sale, Once you've made that first $100 bill and you can show it to your spouse or to your friend or to whoever in your life was saying, well, I didn't think there was going to be anything to this. Good job. That's pretty cool. It worked. Every success story, even the eight-figure business builders who I've partnered with and we're doing huge things online now, they all started with one little success story. And to a person, if you ask them to recall the details, they could tell you the smells in the air, the sounds that they were listening to, who was with them when it happened, if it was day or night, if it was a rainy day or night or not, that first sale that they made online, I've framed mine. It's an annual celebration in my house. I printed out that first sale. It sits proudly in my office in a frame. It wasn't a very big sale, but I'm so proud of it because I knew I had figured things out. So if you've been making money online for a while now and you're just looking for some tips on how to grow your business, well, this is not the episode for you. However, if you've been frustrated or you're new or you're confused or you've tried a bunch of stuff and nothing's working, let me tell you, we're going to fix all of that today, okay? So hang with me. You're going to love this episode. Let me give you some real specifics about what we're going to do today. First, I'm going to tell you where you should not start. Next, I'm going to convince you that I'm actually worth listening to. I won't spend a whole lot of time, and I really hope it doesn't come across as if I'm bragging, but the fact is, there's a lot of scammers out there, guys, a whole lot of scammers, and I think I can make a pretty good case to you that I'm someone you should be listening to, okay? So hopefully that comes across the right way. It can sound like bragging when you're trying to build credibility in a field full of scams. I hope it doesn't come across that way, but I've got to do it so that you know that my team and I are worth paying attention to. 
So after we've done those two things, then I'm going to give you some very specifics. And it has to do with making your first sale on either eBay or Amazon, or maybe even something as simple as Craigslist. Because I'm telling you right now, just to jump to the end of the story, to give you a little teaser, selling physical products online is definitely where it's at. Yes, I said that right. Making money online, the best place to start is by selling a physical product. And I'll talk more about that later and why that's true. But I'll give you a big clue here in just a moment when I start talking about all the places where you shouldn't start. And let's just jump right into that. The areas where maybe you've been trying to make money, and I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry in advance if I hurt your feelings or step on your toes or make you feel like maybe you wasted some money on some bad courses. But there's a list that I put together. I actually call it my sucker list. It's been in my best-selling book, Silent Sales Machine, for a while now. Actually, if you go to silentsalesmachine.com and just download the two free chapters, one of those two free chapters is the sucker list of where you should not start. You see, Warren Buffett said once, it's one of my favorite quotes of his, that the difference between successful people and very successful people is this. Did you catch that? There's a difference between successful people and very successful people. I think you're probably a successful person already. You've got some time to educate yourself. You're listening to a podcast like this. You're, you're trying to better yourself. You want more for your family and for your future. You want to build a legacy, not just have a job that you enjoy. So let's listen to what Buffett says. The difference between successful people like you and I and very successful people. What is it? Well, very successful people do one simple thing, and they do it all the time. And I do this all the time. The more successful I get, the more often I do that. This one little thing, and here's what it is. I say no to almost everything. Let me read Warren Buffett's statement completely for you. The difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. And I'm going to train your no muscle a little bit today. All right? So get that headband on. Get those tights. Get ready to sweat a little bit. We're going to work out that no muscle. Are you ready? Here's the things you should be saying no to. Until you've put some serious money in the bank with your online business, you should not be touching any of the stuff that I'm about to talk about. Now, how did I come up with this list? I came up with this list by talking to literally thousands of people who were trying and failing to make money online. This isn't a list I pulled out of the air somewhere or pulled out of someone else's book. This comes from nearly 15 years of helping people go from zero money in their online business to a lot of money in their online business. And they all make the same mistakes until they stumble into a credible source of education, such as what we've built with Jim Cockrum Coaching and our books and our courses. It's my team. It's not me. It's the incredible team that we've built, guys. So here's the list. I'll go through it rapid fire, and then I'll go through it a little more slowly. And remember, once I've hit this list of where not to start, I'm going to talk just a little bit about our credibility and why you should be listening to us. And then I'm going to talk, finally, at the end of this podcast, exactly what steps you can take to go make some money online and to see some results, some very tangible, put some money in the bank, guaranteed it's going to work, 100% foolproof, can't fail, time to put a $100 bill in the bank. All right, see so you with me? Let's march forward. Here is the sucker list. And unfortunately, I just know before I start this list, there's many people who are going to be thinking, hmm, tried that, tried that, did that, failed at that one. Don't beat yourself up, okay? I'm not beating you up. I'm just giving you the facts straight. I'm your friend, okay? I'm giving you the facts straight. Here's the list. Pay-per-click advertising. I'm talking about like Google AdWords or Facebook ads or even Amazon paid ads. I love Amazon, but jumping into paid ads day one, day one trying to make money using the ads without knowing what you're doing, pay-per-click. I'm not talking about paper clips now that hold pieces of paper together. I'm saying pay per click, like payment per each click of the mouse. You've probably seen courses. You've probably seen people pitching you that you can make a ton of money if you just know what you're doing. It's not for newbies. Don't do it. Next on my sucker list, search engine optimization. Now, I've got a bit of a reputation in the internet business industry of being a guy who is always talking down about search engine optimization. And there's a good reason for it. 
98% of the people who are trying to do it are failing miserably. And the other 2% are these nerds with high IQs that just dig in and do all kinds of crazy stuff that works this month and doesn't work next month. It's just a waste of time. And I've been saying this for a very long time. It's kind of cool to say SEO is dying. Nowadays, it's cool to say that. Eight years ago, nine years ago, when I started saying it, it wasn't cool. And I won't go real deep into this topic, but if you think about it, what is search engine optimization? It's basically trying to fool Google into giving you a higher rank than you deserve, right? Think of it this way. Who does Google want at the top of their search engine when people search for, let's say, homemade doghouse plans? You want to make a doghouse plan? You want to make a doghouse this weekend? Well, who has the best doghouse plans? Now, who does Google want on top? Do they want the guy that lives and breathes and has 50 years experience in building doghouse plans? Maybe he's got kind of an average website, but dude, this guy knows his stuff and he's got some beautiful doghouse plans and and he's built thousands of them and he's helped other people build thousands. They want that guy on top, right? Not some clown who figured out search engine optimization last weekend and put the right keywords in the right place on a page and threw together some silly website that sends traffic to some silly offer that converts well, but actually delivers some very average doghouse plans to the end user. Who does Google win on top? Now, who wins in a search engine optimization battle? Probably the clown that figured out some tricks over the weekend last week. Well, what's Google going to do with their billions of dollars and rooms full of NASA smart engineers? They're going to punish the clown and reward the person who's passionately interested in that topic and has a long history in that niche, right? So search engine optimization, to me, is all about fooling Google for the most part, right? So rather than fool Google, why not be the best? Aim for the best. Google will reward that. I've never done any search engine optimization. I never will. I just crank out the best content I possibly can. And guess what? The crowd comes And Google rewards me and the other search engines reward me because I'm good. I don't count keywords. I don't use tricks. I don't pay a search engine optimization specialist. I never have. I never will. And as a newbie, you definitely shouldn't be playing with search engine optimization. This list is going kind of slow. We're only on number two. You ready for number three? Hopefully, I haven't beat you up too hard yet. Number three is affiliate marketing. Now, if you're saying to yourself, I don't even know what that is, Jim, good. You shouldn't know what that is. But the worst case scenario is you're saying to yourself, wow, I bought three courses and they were all three to $5,000 each trying to teach me affiliate marketing, Jim. Are you saying I wasted my money? Um, yeah, I am. Because let me just read your mind for just a moment. Let me guess. You worked for several months. You made a few dollars a month and it got you excited, but you never got past, well, I'll pull a rough number out of the air, $20 a month for your hundreds of hours working towards an affiliate marketing income. Now, in my book, I go into very deep detail as to why I'm not a fan of you jumping into affiliate marketing as a new internet-based entrepreneur. I really spill the beans in my book and I make my case as plainly as I can. But for the purpose of this podcast, just trust me, as much glitz and glamour is tied to the idea of being an affiliate marketer, there's just not a lot of success stories out there. I've even gone to large conferences where it's affiliate marketers from all over the world gathered together and we're going to talk and share ideas. And I thought, surely I'm going to go and hang out with a bunch of people who are making a bunch of money, right? No, that's not what happened at all. I didn't meet anybody except the speakers who are making any money. Everyone was there chasing the dream. Nobody was actually actually putting any money in the bank. I'm talking like no one except the people who are on the panels and the speakers. And there were thousands of people at this event. Guys, your odds are abysmal. This is coming from a place of experience. I have talked to literally thousands of entrepreneurs. My team has over a thousand testimonials, okay? So we've talked to way more people than that who never were our student. They just came into our community. Maybe they bought a course. They gave us our feedback. They read my book. They left a review. I mean, goodness, just go read the reviews on Amazon for the Silent Sales Machine book. Just read the reviews. You'll see people saying, wow, you saved me a ton of effort and energy. Thank you for saving me from the affiliate marketing uh, quicksand that I was sinking in. I was so convinced I was going to make it work. 
it's not you that's the problem. If you've wasted three months, six months, two years trying to make money as an affiliate marketer, I'm here to tell you, it's time to cut your losses. It's time to start actually making some money. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. And it's easier than everything that you've been doing so far. It really is. So if you want to hear more about what I have to say about affiliate marketing, you really need to pick up, pick up that uh, Silent Sales Machine book. That's what this podcast is named after, Silent Sales Machine Radio. It all came from this very simple book where, yeah, I'm going to hit you right between the eyes, but I'm going to use facts and good reasoning and good solid case studies and thousands and thousands of conversations where we've helped people pull the blinders off and figure out how they can actually make money online. So, okay, we've hit pay-per-click advertising, search engine optimization, and affiliate marketing as our sucker list. That's where newbies usually get stuck in the quicksand. The next, building any kind of website. Don't build a website as a newbie. I'm just going to fly through this list and then we'll go back and hit a couple of them. Driving traffic. Don't think that that's the secret to success on the internet is driving traffic. I mean, do you want to be driven anywhere? Who of us wants to be herded? No one. No one wants to be herded. Stop treating people online as if they're big herds of cattle that you can drive different places. Don't think of them that way. They're individuals. They're relationships waiting to happen. Driving traffic is a gimmick. Don't waste your time there, especially if you're new to making money online. Virtually anything that comes across as step-by-step, just take these four simple steps and you'll be making money online. Let me just give you a newsflash here. That stuff never works. It just doesn't. If it's push-button simple, well, pretty soon people would have monkeys doing it and pretty soon there's no value there. There's no such thing. Business is work. Business is relationship-based. Business is always about providing value to the customer and protecting your reputation and being it for the long-term There's nothing push-button simple or step-by-step simple about building a real business online. The rules online are no different than the rules in the real world. Next on my sucker list is following a celebrity guru. That's what suckers do. You might be saying to yourself, well, Jim, I really like you, uh, and so you're saying I shouldn't follow you? That's exactly what I'm saying. If you're listening only to me, you're a fool. You should be expanding your business horizons, constantly listening to other authors, other podcasts, other speakers, reading books. I love that quote that says, I think it was a Jim Rohn thing that said, the only difference between who you are now and who you'll be five years from now is two things, the books you're reading and the people you're hanging out with. And let me tell you, if you want to hang out with me on my podcast, I'm determined. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you like a coach who really cares would push you because this world needs successful entrepreneurs. So I don't consider myself a celebrity guru. You're not going to show up to one of my events and Jim's going to put on a show. Just ask anyone who's been to my events. I mean, I spend very little time on stage. I'd much rather have my successful students up there on stage. I roll up student after student and partners of mine, people that I trust and love and who I've helped build incredible businesses. That's who goes on stage. It's not me. My words should mean very little to you unless I back it up with results. So when I say celebrity guru, don't be enticed by somebody's great personality or how great their own business is. I don't care how great their business is. I want to know how many other people they taught to have great businesses. That's the measure I'm going to use. So don't be enticed by celebrity. Be enticed by success stories. That's how you measure the guru. Show me your pile of success stories. And by the way, we have a Facebook group that as I'm recording this has passed, just blown past the 30,000 member mark. It's a free Facebook group. We'll put it in the show notes, okay? It's the My Silent Team Facebook group. Success stories every single day. I mean, if you get in there and say, so what's it like to hang it out around here and learn from Jim's team? You're just going to get swamped with people who swear by what we teach because they've used it and it's worked and it's multiple income streams. We pulled them off of this sucker list that I'm going through here. I'm maybe going through it kind of poorly and I know I'm jumping around, but hey, I'm your buddy. That's how I am. I hope you can hang with me. We're still working on the sucker list though, okay? The last one was, eagerly following a celebrity guru. And when I get through this list, maybe you're trying to take notes and scramble fervently, you know, just feverishly. I see the smoke coming off your paper. Jim, what's the next on the the sucker list? Give me the sucker list. I'm telling you, it's free. If you go to silentsalesmachine.com and you download the two free chapters of the book that I'm actually looking at right now, the Silent Sales Machine book, chapter five is included in that free download. And the list is right there. 
in chapter five. This is version nine. Now, I'm actually updating the book and I'll be writing version 10 and 11, but I suspect I will always have the sucker list in the book, okay? Because it's vitally important that you know where not to start. So the sucker list will always be a part of my book. And, and by the way, I mentioned that I update the book frequently. If you buy the book one time, I've been doing this since version one. I'm reading version nine right now and version 10 is in process. But if you buy the book one time, it doesn't matter which version, you will for the rest of your life, as long as I keep updating it and I'm still living and breathing and my brain still works when it comes to internet business and online marketing and being creative, well, you're going to get the books for free. So buy it once, get it for free for life. We've passed out tens of thousands of copies of this book every time it gets updated. So no matter which version you're looking at right now, I think I started doing the sucker list about version five and the sucker list has grown. But you don't have to take notes. Just go download the two free chapters, okay? So uh, the last sucker list item we checked off was eagerly following celebrity gurus. Let's move on to the next one. Now, this is where a lot of people listening right now, I hope, hopefully not you, but <clears throat> probably odds are, yeah, you're, on, you're, you're one of the suckers that fell for this one. And I'm, I'm sorry in advance. I've never done this to my audience ever. But big launches. Do you know what I mean by a big launch? It's these... Have you ever had your email inbox fill up from like 18 different people all talking about the same thing at the same time? It's like all these newsletters that you signed up for and you're getting these good little free tips and tricks and all of a sudden one day, bam, they're all promoting the exact same $4,000 or $6,000 program. All of them. What's going on? This is nuts. Well, if you're like most people, you've bought one or two or three or five of those in your time. And you probably regret every single one of them if you're like 98% of the people in internet business. Don't buy the big launches. Don't buy into the hype. If it's a great idea today, it'll still be a great idea six or eight months from now. Don't buy into hype. Don't follow the herd. You know where the herd is heading, right? Every single time the herd is heading to the slaughter. Sure, there will be a handful of success stories that come out of a big launch. Just enough to get you interested. It's the same rationale that gets us to buy lottery tickets when we know our odds of winning are one in a gazillion. I mean, we have better odds of getting, it will get struck by lightning four times in one day than actually winning the $100 million jackpot. Yet we line up, the herd lines up for the tickets. Why? Because, well, one guy won it. That one guy. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who won $50 million. So yeah, I got to go get my ticket. That same Logic, you know, I, I call the lottery attacks on people who just can't do math, attacks on people who are really bad at math. It's the same thing buying into the big launches when all the herd is going in there. Because here's what happens. I've seen behind the scenes of these big launches, and this is all in my book, guys. I'm not going to beat this up too much. But what happens with these big launches? Maybe it is a good idea. Maybe the guys who are launching this product really are onto something. I'm sure they've probably had success themselves. But what they haven't built is a system that can support 8,000 people walking in their front door saying, okay, teach me how to do what you just did. They don't have the system to do that. So the refund rate on these big launches is about 50%. And the whole goal of the launch is to try to convince you not to ask for a refund about 60 days in. If they can do that, they've won. And if you didn't know this, about half the money from these big hype launches goes to the affiliates. I've seen contests for new Porsche 911 cars. The, the top prizes for the sales, that's why everyone's emailing you because they're getting half of every sale. They haven't looked at the course. They haven't used the course. They haven't built a business about this stuff. They're just trying to sell you a big hyped up course. And I could go on and on on this, but I'm going to work my way through this list. Going all in on a single product and then trying to market your way out of a big hole. That is not a good way to build a business online. I'll read that again. Going all in on a single product, like a single widget. This is the spatula that's going to change the world. And so you buy a thousand, 10,000, 50,000 units of this spatula. Because remember, you get a better price if you buy in bulk, right? So your first action you take and you, you tell your wife, listen, I know these are going to be in the garage, but they're going to sell so fast. We'll have a bigger garage in six months. Okay, honey. Uh, sorry, it doesn't work out that way. It just doesn't. I know a lot more people with widgets in their garage than I know people who went all in on that first product and actually made enough money to build a bigger garage. I'd say, again, 
95% is probably a fair number of the people who go all in on a product, maybe because they bought some big launch course that told them, hey, go all in on some big launch product, just like we did. You can do this. So you fill your garage with spatulas and you sell 10 of them and then you liquidate them for a loss just so you can get your garage back and your wife can park in your garage again. You may think that you're the one that's out there losing when everyone else is winning. No, I got to tell you this. There's a lot of quiet losers out there. No one brags about their big losses, but there's a lot of people out there who went all in on a single product and wound up losing very big. Don't do it. There's simply, here's a rule. Just keep this in mind. The rules of business are the same online and offline, but there is one exception that I've found. Online, there is simply never, ever, under any circumstances, a reason for you to write a really big check or put a really big purchase on your credit card as a newbie ever and then hope that it works out six months from now. Just don't do it. There's no reason to do it. You can test idea after idea after idea for a few dollars at a time and wind up winning so big. Don't put large chunks of capital at risk when it comes to building an internet-based business. Just don't do it. That's a huge mistake. It should probably be one of the items on my sucker list. I think in the next update of the book, it will be. Don't write big checks. Don't put big amounts of cash on your credit card. Just don't do it. It's not necessary. I've never done it. I've had zero debt. And the only time I've ever written big checks is after I've inched my way into an opportunity. And I've proven with buying five, and then I buy 10, and then I buy 50, and then I buy 100, then I buy 300. Now I'm ready to buy 1,000. Now I'm ready to maybe buy 5,000, but I'm much more of an inch deep, mile wide kind of guy when it comes to getting into products to sell online. So don't, please don't, triple please don't get into a product super deep and then think you can creatively market your way out of this big hole that you've dug. It's just not smart and it's just not necessary. The last big lie on my sucker list, and maybe I'll read them all through one more time real quick, just so you can hear them all one more time before we move on. But the last big lie is anyone can turn their hobby into income. Just follow your passion and you'll make money online. Uh, no, that's a big lie. You may have actually have heard it stated this way. Find what you love and do that and you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, I hate that phrase. I hate that quote. I, I literally despise it. It's such horrible advice. It's such unnecessary advice. And you may be thinking, well, Jim, I, I've heard that phrase before and I kind of like it. Well, I can see why. Don't get me wrong. There's some, there's some good messages kind of on the edges of that. But let me, let me pick it apart real quick. Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, right? That's our premise. Well, aren't we assuming that work is bad? I love work. I love to work. Work is a gift. I believe work is a gift from God. I believe that if you retire and say, I'm never working another day in my life, you may think that's awesome. But let me tell you, making your life about you getting what you want when you want it, because that's what you want right now, isn't that kind of self-centered? Isn't that kind of a tiny little box you've put yourself in? Never working and making your life all about what you want? Now, I know that's not implied necessarily in the message of, do the work or, or, or do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I understand that, but we are putting work in a bad light. Work is a beautiful thing. We should work until we drop at the end of our days because work to me means serving other people, putting others first. It's not about me finding my passion because what if I'm passionate about sitting on the bank of a river putting a bobber in the water with a hook and a worm on the other end. And that's all I'm passionate about. I'm useless to everybody on the planet. What, how am I serving others? How am I going to build a career that way? How am I going to actually build a business that way? How am I going to keep my wife and kids fed? If that's what I'm passionate about is sitting on the bank of a river and throwing a bobber in the water. That's it. That's the only thing I'm passionate about. I can't think of anything else I'm passionate about. That's it. So if I take the advice of do what you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. Well, that sounds to me like a formula and excuse for being pretty lazy. Now, I'm not going to parse this apart too well, too much. And I know you could interpret that phrase a few different ways and possibly come to some positive conclusions. But I'm just saying, I had some jobs that I really didn't like when I was younger, when I first started doing them. But thank God for parents who told me, you know what? You liking your job isn't nearly as important as you doing a great job. 
and representing your family with honor and pride. So I did. And you know what? Within about three days, I liked every job I ever had because I was seeing the results. I was seeing the happy customers. I was the best burger flipper at Hardee's. I got employee of the month a few times. Now, is that a job I want for the rest of my life? Of course not. Was I passionate about flipping burgers? Of course not. Was that a great learning experience for me about the value of money and working hard and serving others and then finding pride in your work and then figuring out that doing your job well leads to great things? Let me just, I'll tell you a little story on this one, not to get too sidetracked. And I promise that this podcast will stay on course, okay? We're going through the sucker list. I'm going to talk a little bit about our credibility. Then I'm going to tell you exactly how you can make $100 and then do it again and again and again if you want to, okay? But let me just tell you a little story. This is a story that's told, and this is a loose version of it, so I may not nail it exactly, but I'll get the the basic premise of the story, okay? There was a gentleman who owned a gas station in a little town, and this is a true story, if I recall, and he didn't pay very well. Actually, he was the lowest hourly pay of all the gas stations in town, And this is back when you'd pull into a gas station and the guys would come running out and they'd change your oil and wash your windows and fill up the gas for you, check your tires, right? I mean, that used to be part of getting your gas tank filled. For those of you who are younger than, let's say, 40, you may never have heard of that before. Well, I'm just old enough that I remember people talking about that sort of thing. I remember sitting in the back of my grandma and grandpa's car and that happened. Now, I was pretty young when it did, but I remember those days. But yeah, that's how it used to be. So this particular gas station owner, he paid less per hour than anyone in town. And you might be thinking, oh, that evil business owner, there's another one. Well, no, guys lined up to work for him. Everyone wanted to work there. All the teenage boys in town wanted to work there. Now, wait, that doesn't make much sense, does it? Until you know what else is going on here. The reason everyone wanted to work there was because he demanded that you be polite, courteous, fast, that you interact with the customers. And guess what? His prices were aggressive enough and his service was high enough that all the business owners and people with the nice cars went to that gas station. And he would tell his new hires right up front, the manager of this gas station would tell his new hires right up front, guess what? You're not going to make a ton of money working here. Not gonna, I'm not the best payer in town, but here's the deal. You're not going to be here very long. You're going to work It's not necessarily going to be fun, although you're going to learn the value of providing good service, service with a smile, excellence. And you know what's going to happen? Just like happens to every other kid who comes through here, they're gone in about six months. And you know why they're gone? Because someone pulls in here in a nice Cadillac and says, hey, kid, you got a good attitude. I like your style. You want a job? And you'll be out of here making twice as much money in six months. But while you're here for me, you better be early. Stay late, smile, work hard, and give great customer service. Now, how cool is that story? Now, contrast that story with me for just a moment with the example I just gave. Find your passion and you'll never work a day in your life, son. That's terrible advice. Can you see that manager of that gas station telling his kids that? No. He said, show up and work hard. Have a smile. Even though it's slightly demeaning work that you'll be doing, get over yourself. Have some humility give great customer service. It will take you great places. And I'm so grateful that I came from a long lineage of guys who weren't afraid of hard work. I could bore you with the list of jobs that I've had, you know, just working hard outside in the sun, pulling weeds, pouring concrete, all that stuff. But I learned within the first few days on each of those jobs, a great lesson. And that's this. If I work hard, people notice. If I have a good attitude, people notice. There's just a handful of things that don't take a whole lot of talent that if you do them every day, with a good attitude, you go places. And yes, that is 100% true online as well. Even though we're talking about the impersonal arena of online business, these rules apply every bit as much. So the last lie that we were sharing on our sucker list was turn your hobby into income. Don't start with your hobby. Now there's lots of people who have turned their hobby into a great income. Don't get me wrong. But the lie is Anyone can turn their hobby into great income. No, they can't. Sorry to break the bad news, but that's one of the worst ways that you can start as a newbie. Now, let me go through this sucker list one more time real quick. I'm not going to even take a pause and explain any of them. I'm just going to remind you what was on the list. Okay, we had pay-per-click advertising, search engine optimization, affiliate marketing, building any kind of website, 
don't build websites. Don't start a blog thinking that's how you're going to make money, guys. That's a very difficult way to make money. Okay, I'm flying through the list. Driving traffic gimmicks. Virtually anything or everything that's step-by-step or push-button simple. Run. Eagerly following a celebrity guru because, man, they're just so nice. Their courses are just so fun and energizing. I feel so good about myself after I took module 1.4. Why, I was so excited. Well, you're not making any money, are you? No, you're not. Shake your head with me. You're not. You follow this step-by-step and you follow the celebrity guru and you're still not making money. But he's such a nice guy, Jim. You don't understand. I don't care. I want you to make money. I want you to provide a valuable service. Okay, I'm reading through the list. I got distracted again. I apologize. Big launches. Don't buy into big launches because they'll be on sale in six months anyway. Promise you, someone will have a special report course that gets 90% of the information in there. Don't buy big, expensive launches. Our most expensive course is our proven Amazon course. It's right now, I'm not going to tell you the price, super cheap. Let's just put it that way because the price changes. Sometimes we run sales. Um, The price has been creeping up lately. It may be higher. We've put $8,000 of value into this course and it's just a few hundred bucks, okay? Don't buy the big hype launches. We've never done a big hype launch. We'll never do that to our audience. Never go all in on a single product line and then try to market your way out of the hole. If your business model includes a plan to fill your garage for the next several months or years, mm, probably shouldn't be doing it that way. There's better ways to do it, okay? And then the anyone can turn their hobby into income lie. Don't fall for it. All right, that's our sucker list. If you have any questions about this or you want to argue with me or you want to send me hate mail, which I love to read, we will try not to laugh too much when you send it because we've probably heard the exact same thing before. We do keep a file of hate mail and uh, actually we quite enjoy it. But maybe you have something to teach me. I mean, I'm open to learning new things. I really am. But after talking to thousands of internet-based entrepreneurs, I've kind of seen a lot of stuff and there's patterns And that is my sucker list. So hopefully you enjoyed that part of our podcast. Now let's move on to part two of this podcast, which is spending a little bit of time without sounding like I'm bragging, building credibility on why you should listen to what I'm going to say in part three. And I'll just keep it short and simple. You're capable of doing your homework. You're capable of getting into our Facebook group and seeing And this is a parameter that I think you should use. When you're investigating someone who's claiming they can teach you how to build a business, the first thing you should ask them for is a list of all the people that they've helped build businesses and ask them, where are these people hanging out together online in an active community, fostering an attitude of sharing and and moving things forward and putting the best ideas out there and encouraging each other and correcting each other and asking questions. Where is their community of students who are just blowing it up, posting success stories? If they don't have that community, don't buy their course, don't buy their coaching. Because if they don't have that kind of community, they're trying to keep all their customers separated from each other so they never interact. That is a huge red flag. Well, we happen to have such a community. I have a team of over 70 people as I record this and a free Facebook community, which there's a link again in our show notes to our free Facebook community. And you can get in there. Just observe. Sit back with a scowl on your face and your arms crossed for a few months and just read what happens in that community. And I'm telling you right now, we will wear you down. Just like that girl you asked to the prom 15 times your junior year in high school and she eventually said yes. Oh yeah, we will wear you down. Because what you're going to see over and over and over again is a community of helpful, successful, creative people doing the stuff that we teach. And it's not rocket science. And pretty soon you're going to be finding yourself saying, but he's only asking for a couple hundred bucks for all this incredible training and content and courses and information that he's gathered over 15 years that have helped thousands of people. What am I thinking? I'm taking the leap. Or you may be in this other camp that says, you know what? I'm never going to spend a dime with this clown. That's okay. You can call me a clown. Seriously, it's very hard to hurt my feelings. I'm never going to spend a dime with this clown. I'm just going to consume his free content. And we've had plenty of people, and my sales team is going to kill me for saying this, but we've had a lot of people succeed that way. But the thing is, it's a much longer, more difficult road because we can save you so much time and wasted decisions and bad choices if you'll just buy our course 
and go through the steps that we've laid out. And yes, your unique talents and your unique geographical location and your experiences and your maturity level and your financial situation all play into this. Because remember, anything that's truly step-by-step, click one, then click two, then click three, now you're making money, that never works. A lot of this relies on who you are, where you live, what you know, who you know, where you've been, not your education. That certainly doesn't matter a bit. I don't care where you went to college, if you went to college, or what grades you got. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about, are you a social person or are you a complete introvert? Are you willing to get in your car? Are you able to get in your car and drive or aren't you? So there's certain things that you can and can't do, but I don't care who you are. If this is making sense to you and you're following the words that I'm sharing in today's podcast, I will help you start putting money in the bank as the third segment of this podcast today. I am determined to make that happen. And I think I'll end this second segment of today's podcast, this painful part where I'm trying to convince you I'm worth listening to without coming across as if I'm bragging. I I think I'm going to wrap it up this way. You will see success stories in our community for everything from stay-home moms who are just trying to earn a few hundred dollars a month to help make ends meet, all the way up to, if you go to pickmikebrown.com, We've talked about that before in other podcast episodes, so I won't talk about it a whole lot, but get the latest there. This is a guy who was about to go broke and about to close his business, and now he just had a Super Bowl commercial a few months ago, and he's sponsoring a NASCAR car as I record this. I mean, he's put a ton of money in the bank. He's one of the best-selling coffee brands on the internet, if not the best by the time you listen to this, and he used the ideas that we teach. So we've got everything in between in our community, guys, just loads of success stories. So I will say this, hang out in our community, check out the success stories. For goodness sakes, read Silent Sales Machine if you haven't yet. It's not just another book about some obvious ideas. It is the exact blueprint that we've used for well over a decade to help thousands of people become success stories on the internet. So that's it. That's the pitch, okay? Now, you can ignore everything that's been said in this podcast up to this point if you'd like shelve all of it and just listen to this final third if you want. You may be saying to yourself, Jim, why didn't you just say that at the beginning? Well, it was important for me to talk you off of the ledges that maybe you've been standing on in this internet marketing business. And for those of you who are truly new, I wanted to make sure that I'm coming from a place of credibility that yes, we actually really have helped people go research that. So I think part one and two were important, but part three, here's where we go make some money. And this is going to be boring. Yes, that's right. Making money online initially, your first few hundred dollars, especially, there's nothing flashy and shiny and, oh, wow, I've never thought of that before. Those things don't work. The complicated business models in the end don't work. Now, they make for great big launch packages. If you want to sell a $5,000 package to suckers, that's how you do it. You put a bunch of complicated steps and fancy language in there, but that's not how you actually make money, which I'm going to help you make money today with a business you can be proud of. Something you can sit around the table with your family at Thanksgiving and say, hey, yeah, this is what I do for a living now. And people will say, wow, that's interesting. That's cool. You can make money doing that. That's awesome. I'd like to do that. Can you tell me more? And here's where we're going to go with this. You're going to sell physical products, stuff you can hold in your hand, tangible physical items. The first item I sold online was a pair of old basketball shoes, old Nike Jordan basketball shoes that I'd bought on clearance. It was the original Nike Jordans. I just kind of lucked into them one day. I bought them. They were terrible basketball shoes, which is what I tried to use them for. Put them in my closet, forgot about them. Long story short, I was about to throw them out a few years, several years later, And I discovered this thing called eBay and I put them out there and a guy in Singapore paid me $700 for a pair of shoes that I'd paid, if I remember correctly, about $20 for. I was hooked. Physical products. Your unique location, where you are on the planet right now, has advantages that there are things near you that people 10 miles from you, 50 miles from you, or 10,000 miles from you just can't get their hands on easily. And if you put them out there in the world's marketplace, on eBay or Amazon, people want it and they're willing to pay a lot of money for it. If you go to the top of the provenamazoncourse.com page, there's an audio there as I'm recording this. I, I doubt we'll pull, be pulling this audio down anytime soon because it illustrates my point so well. 
I got a call one day from a gentleman named Barrington. Now, we had corresponded briefly at one other time, and maybe we'll get him on a podcast. Barrington McIntosh. He lives in Jamaica. He was one of our coaching students. And we basically told him this same simple lesson I'm telling you right now, which is there's going to be items near you. I don't care where you live. There's items near you that just aren't that easy for other people to get in other places. If you're near a Walmart, did you know that there's people in the world who live more than 10 miles from a Walmart? Did you know that? Yeah, it's true. It seems like they're everywhere, but they aren't. They really aren't. So even if you're in the middle of a big major city, there's opportunity. If you're in the little tiny town out in the rural nowheres, there's opportunity. There's opportunity to shop online to discover these golden nuggets and find these items that you can order or that you can easily source or that you can build a relationship with a person who makes it locally near you and sell it internationally. Let's tell Barrington's story real quickly. So Barrington was a coaching student of ours. We told him this example of find things local. What do you have local? I don't know anything about Jamaica, but what is it about Jamaica that you guys have that other places just don't? He said, well, we have coffee. And he jumps to the end. Let me just jump to the end of the story. You will have a hard time meeting anyone who has sold more coffee from more companies online than Barrington at this point. And this was just a few short years ago. See, what he did is he went to one of the local uh, stores there on the island that sold local island coffee. And he bought a few bags and he sent it into Amazon and it sold. So he bought a few more bags and those sold. So then he bought 50 bags and he bought a pallet that he was buying multiple pallets from the manufacturer there on the island. And they called him up one day and he was nervous. Barrington called me at this point. And you've got to go listen to that recording, guys, at the top of the proven Amazon course.com page. There's, a, there's an interview that Barrington and I did. Poor quality audio. It's he and I on the phone, but it's such a genuine and cool story. You've got to go listen to it if you like this. You'll get the full detail there. But basically, make a long story short, the manager's told him, hey, you're selling more coffee than our top sales reps. What are you doing? And Barrington wound up partnering with them. He now represents them, gets a piece of all their sales on Amazon International with multiple coffee companies. He has coffee companies calling him and he's begun importing and exporting other items on the island. He just built a house all cash in Jamaica. His job before was working with the electric company, which if you live in Jamaica and you get a job with a utility company, you don't quit. You're crazy to quit because that's about as good as it gets. The tourism industry and some local farming, coffee, plantations, that sort of thing. Utility uh, and the, uh, the tourists, of course, the, uh, the tourist stuff. But none of that makes you rich. None of that puts major money in the bank. Well, Barrington's doing very, very well for himself now. He speaks regularly at my events. We've become great buddies. And he basically just started off doing the kind of stuff that I'm telling you right now. You have local advantages. That stuff can sell on eBay and Amazon or even on Craigslist if you want to go super cheap. Craigslist is free. Okay, so let's put $100 in the bank. What are we going to do? There is a simple concept called retail arbitrage and online arbitrage. Basically, it's going into a store, finding stuff that's either in clearance or on sale or locally it's, it's on sale because maybe it's cold where you are so they're getting rid of all the winter or the summer stuff. Or maybe it's hot where you are, so they're getting rid of, you know, if it's cold, they're getting rid of all the winter, the, the summer stuff. If it's hot, you know, you know what I'm saying. The seasonal stuff that goes on sale right as the season is ending. Well, somewhere, the other, that season is just starting. And if you can send those products into Amazon or sell them on eBay in front of a global audience, well, there's your product. And you don't have to guess. Let me give you a few rules about, finding good stuff locally or even online, shopping online. That's what retail arbitrage and online arbitrage means. Retail arbitrage is basically going into retail stores and finding stuff for $10 that you can sell online for 100 Online arbitrage is when you shop online and you find these same types of deals. And we have great courses that go into great depth on these topics, but just knowing that it's possible is enough to get you started and get you excited and hopefully finding things that you can flip and sell. If you happen to live near any major retail store at all, anywhere in the world, you can walk in, look in the clearance section, scan online. You know, you can scan the barcode using a free Amazon seller app and you can tell, or just bring up amazon.com or ebay.com and search and see what that item is selling for. And if it's selling for a lot more money than what you can buy it for, you can buy them and you can sell them and you will make a profit. And that's the fastest way to make $100 that you will ever find. I can teach anyone to do this. I have my kids helping me do this. 
I have a team of people that I pay to do this for me. There's people in our community that are paying people to drive all over the United States and travel all over the world and shop all day online trying to find these deals. And we're not even starting to scratch the surface. And let me just speak to the doubters for just a moment. I can read your mind. I know the thought that you just had. Some of you are having this thought right now. I think it was you. Yeah, you. Lean in real close. Yeah, it was you. You're thinking, well, if there's so many people doing this, Jim, that means the opportunity's about done, right? It's going to be saturated, saturated. Yes, sir, that's the word, saturated. Maybe it works where you live, but it won't work where I live. It's saturated. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sick of that word. Well, you decide. Here's some facts. Let me give you some facts, okay? Facts is how I argue about this whole saturation argument. If you look at all retail, we're just going to talk about the United States for a minute because those, those are the statistics that I saw recently. If you look at all retail in the United States, you want to take a stab and guess how much retail happens online versus traditional retail channels, like people getting in their car and driving to a store and buying something. What are the percentages? What would you guess? I'll give you a minute to think about it and guess. Are you thinking maybe it's a 60-40 split, you know, 40% online, 50-50. Half of all sales is online now, right? Because online sales are hot, right? Nope, nope, nope. Retail sales, traditional retail sales are a giant compared to the tiny little itty bitty mouse of online sales. Online retail is less than, far less than 10% of all retail sales right now. Yes, you heard me right, far less than 10%. Now it's rocketing upward and they're making their voice heard and Amazon is making waves and you've heard of it and you've probably shopped them there yourself and it's catching on, but there is so much room for growth here, guys. The whole world is making a shift and starting to pay attention to online retail, but it is clearly in its infancy. There can be no question it's in its infancy. So no, saturation is not an issue. The doors are wide open for you to find stuff locally that you can flip and sell for big profits. We've got people who make seventy dollars to $90,000 per year shopping a few evenings and a few hours on weekends just going to estate sales, yard sales, thrift stores, and looking for items. And when they find an interesting item, they'll look on eBay. And let me give you an eBay tip here, guys, okay? You can get on eBay as of this recording, and it's been this way for a very long time, and you could do an advanced search on eBay. You don't have to pay eBay anything. You don't have to be an eBay seller. You don't have to do anything. You just do an advanced search on ebay.com. And you pull up recently sold items that match the item that you're thinking about flipping. And eBay will show you, well, of all the last 80 people that tried to sell that widget, 60 of them sold it. And you see the prices of what they sold it for. And you see why the other 20 people didn't sell theirs. Their price was probably too high or they had a horrible picture of the item, for example. It's just not complicated. If you go to eBay or Amazon and look up how to sell on eBay or how to sell on Amazon, those two websites will step you right through getting your page set up, or excuse me, getting your account set up getting it tied so you can accept payment. It's just not complicated. I would hold your hand and talk you through that process, but it's just not complicated. You can jump in and do it. And maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, Jim, why do you have courses on all this stuff then? Well, the reason we have courses is to teach you how to get creative about finding inventory. But you know what? Here's something I'm going to stick in the show notes. I made a video it's been a while back, but it's still 100% relevant. 30 different ways, 30 different creative ways that you can find great inventory to sell on eBay or Amazon. And now let me just jump forward six months for those of you who are now thinking in your excuses, something like, well, I don't want a bunch of stuff in my house that I have to put tape on boxes and sell and flip. I don't want to do that. That just, I want to make affiliate marketing money because I don't have to touch any products ever. Let me just talk to you for a second. The whole world is trying to make money with affiliate marketing. Your odds are abysmal. You need to read the Silent Sales Machine book if that's where your head is still. Please let me help talk you out of that. When it comes to physical product, I sell a bunch of physical product. And let me tell you how often I touch box tape. Never. That's a job for a 14-year-old or for a new hire or for a single mom who wants some part-time work who has no entrepreneurial leanings in her life. She just wants a nice job, reliable income, show up, do the work, go home. That's all she wants. There's people like that out there. There's millions of them, actually. Those are the people that put tape on your boxes and ship your product for you. As your business grows and as you're profitable, you can scale up and easily afford. For years, we rented a house near us. We paid a little bit of money. 
so that we didn't have our garage full of stuff, right? So this business easily scales up. And we've seen people go from their little living room operation to a big warehouse in just a couple years running multi-million dollar operations. The sky is the limit here. Or you can just make a few hundred dollars a week and that helps you pay the bills. And that's great. And you're welcome in our community regardless of which direction you go. Well, let me give you a few rules when it comes to, I started to do this a few minutes ago, but when it comes to finding stuff locally that you can flip online, here's the rules. Don't guess. Don't ever guess. Do your research. Look on eBay. Look on Amazon. What's it selling for? You should know this. The Amazon seller app, once you've gotten set up as an Amazon seller, which again, it doesn't matter in the world, no matter where you live in the world, you should be trying to sell into the U.S., because that's the biggest market for Amazon right now is the U.S. So we have people who literally live, like Barrington lives in Jamaica. He sells product into the U.S. Easily done. We help you navigate the steps. The Proven Amazon course helps you navigate the steps. But we have people, for example, who will buy online. They'll use online arbitrage and they'll shop and they'll find sales and great deals. And they'll have those items. Let's say they live in the middle of nowhere on some island that barely has internet. But They do have internet, so they shop online, they buy products in the United States, they have those products shipped to a prep partner, is what we call them in our community, and that prep partner receives those products for the client and then sends those those products into Amazon. Those Amazon sells the products for them and then sends a check to you, the customer living on a little island that barely has internet in the middle of nowhere. We have people all over the world doing that exact business model and scaling it very, very large, okay? So don't think that, well, I don't live near a Walmart, so I can't do this. No, anyone can do this. Everyone can do this. This is why I put Barrington's interview right at the top of the Proven Amazon course page, because anyone can do this. So here's the rules again. Don't guess about your inventory. Know before you buy. Don't fill your garage with a bunch of spatulas and tell your wife, we're going to sell them in six months. I've got a plan. No, you don't. You don't have a plan. It's not going to work. Only buy inventory that you know you can move. This is why one of the rules is inch deep and mile wide when it comes to inventory selection. What I mean is spread the risk. If you've got an opportunity to buy a thousand profitable widgets, only buy 10 the first time. Once those sell, now buy 50. Once those sell, now buy 100. You're starting to learn the rough edges. You're starting to learn the refund rate. You're starting to learn the defect rate. You're starting to learn if customers really like this product as much as you thought they would or not. You inch your way in. One of the best pieces of business advice I can give you is slow and steady wins the race. Every single time, slow and steady wins the race. I've seen people gain and lose fortunes multiple times. That'll send you to an early grave. Don't do that. Slow and steady. Inch deep, mile wide. I'd rather see you have a thousand different products for sale on Amazon and only have five or ten of each one instead of have a thousand items that are all the same on Amazon. That's just too risky. Don't do it. The next rule, you should always ignore your instincts. Go on facts. Don't think to yourself one day, oh, that's a cool widget. I think that would sell. I think I could sell that. I'm excited. I feel good inside about that product. No, none of that matters. I want to know exactly who's already buying that product before I get excited. I want to make my decisions based on statistics. Of the last 100 widgets that look just like that, with the same name on eBay, how many of them sold? That's where you should be starting as a newbie if you want to start putting $100 bills in the bank. Next, Find your local advantages. We've talked about this, but this is a rule. Think local first. Now, you may be listening to this and you may be so incredibly remote that you have absolutely no local advantages. Let's say you live in the middle of the desert and you have a six-hour drive just to go get a gallon of milk. Okay, you have no local advantages probably unless you figure out a way to sell sand. So let's just work with you for a minute. If you can get online and you can shop, and you've got a credit card, and you can have items delivered, not to you, because that's too expensive. Don't have items delivered to you. Have items delivered that you find on sale. Let's see. Let's say you find an item on website X, and it's selling for $10 there, and you can buy as much as you want, and these deals are everywhere, everywhere. So you find this widget that's selling for $10 on website X, and you look over on Amazon, and lo and behold, 
it's selling like hotcakes for $80. So should you buy a bunch and have them shipped to your house in the middle of nowhere in the desert? No, don't have them shipped to you there. Ship them to a prep partner. Remember we talked about prep partners earlier? And that prep partner will take the boxes in. Let's say a couple of them are crushed. They'll issue a refund request back to the vendor who will then refund your account. So you don't have to do anything. All, you, all you're doing right now is you're still sitting at home with your finger on the mouse because you placed an order and you're waiting to see what happens. Okay, keep sitting there and keep waiting because you don't have to do anything else. Your order has been delivered to your prep partner. That was the ship to address. So they receive the product. They check it out. It looks good. They list it for you on Amazon, meaning they put it up for sale on Amazon and they ship those boxes to Amazon. Amazon has warehouses all over the world. So Amazon might say, yeah, we want 20 here and 15 there and 40 over there. So your prep partner puts them in three different boxes, ships them out on the shelf they sit at Amazon in a warehouse. And then customers start coming on to Amazon and they buy your widgets from all over the world. They're buying your widgets. So Amazon has workers that go and pull, do the packing, do the shipping and send your boxes out. And guess what happens next? You start getting checks in the middle of the desert. Have you ever seen a product? No. Have you ever touched your product? No. Did you have a garage full of product keeping your wife from parking in your garage? No. All of this can be done completely hands-free from day one. That's the beauty of FBA, Fulfillment by Amazon. And we have seen so many success stories come from that model. And it can grow into so many other interesting business models. But that's not the point of this podcast today. The point of this podcast today was, if I had to convince you of the best way to put your first $100 bill in the bank, I've just spilled the beans. If I had my most beloved lifelong friend come to me and I sat with them for an hour and poured my heart out about how to start putting $100 bills in the bank, I would say the exact things that I've said in this podcast. That's it. Now, if it was someone who had been a true childhood friend, I might go ahead and just for free give him the proven Amazon course. Unfortunately, I can't do that for thousands of people because I have a staff of over 70 people who we pay on a regular basis to support that course. And they like to eat. Who knew, who'd have thought? Until I figured out a way to have a robot staff that answers customer com complaints and support issues and helps you download your products and answers your questions and monitors our forums and helps you with the issues that pop up and the questions you have. Until I figure out how to have robots do that, uh, I'm gonna have to charge money for my course. But even then, I'll probably have to pay for the robots. So I guess I'll probably be charging for that course for a while. Um, but it's so inexpensive. It is the best selling, least expensive, as far as from an investment vantage point, most creative, most updated. It has so many modules in it, the proven Amazon course. Don't buy it now. Test the stuff that I've said. Maybe invest $5 in the Silent Sales Machine book if you haven't yet. Remember, silentsalesmachine.com, $5 book, read chapter five. That's the sucker list. Then a lot of the rest of the book is convincing you that we know your stuff, we know our stuff because it's got a lot of success stories in it that hopefully will inspire you. And then it's going to step you through some of the basics that I went over with you today. So you can start putting some money in the bank. And then you can maybe invest in coaching with us. Or maybe you're one of these people who has more money than time. Your our message is resonating with you. You're ready to work one-on-one -on -one with one of our successful coaches. And let me tell you about our coaching team, guys, just real quick. This isn't going to be a sales pitch, I promise. I just want to brag on my sales team to, or my coaching team just a little bit, almost to a person. Some of them came to us from the outside and really knew their stuff. But almost all of our coaches were people who read the Silent Sales Machine book several years ago, started building a business a few years ago, became wildly successful within just recent history. And now we've approached them and said, hey, you're good. You're really good. We love your story. Do you want to be a part of our team? And they said, yes. And we said, we're going to pay you to handhold people and help them through the process that you've been through. Are you cool with that? And they say, yes. We don't ask them to work for free. We do charge money. But you will find it to be the best investment you could ever make in your business. Because my guarantee to you, and I've put this all over the place, is we will work with you until you succeed. As long as you stay serious and keep working, we're going to keep working with you. It's a one-time investment, and then we're going to work with you until you succeed. And once you start succeeding, odds are we're going to be partners. That's who's on the stage at our live events is people who just a few years ago had $400 in the bank. That's Brett. If you've heard the other podcasts, go back and listen to the ones with Brett. That's his story. $400 in the bank. About to have to sell his house and move out of LA because he couldn't afford to live there anymore. Now he has an eight-figure business with a team of approaching 100 people. 
selling on Amazon with him. It started off selling one simple item on Amazon and he made a profit and he was so excited. And that's what I want for you because I know that road from zero sales to one sale is a long, difficult, painful, arduous, tumultuous journey from zero to one. But the journey from one sale to 50 or 100 sales is exciting and fun and awesome and energizing. And you'll be in a community of people who are cheering you on. If you'll just, I equate it to just get out the door. If you're running, the best advice I can give you if you want to start running is open your front door, walk out, take a few steps. That's what I'm talking about doing here. Take a few simple steps. There's no huge investment needed. You can start putting some money in the bank and we will be here to support you every step of the way because my dream is to see a new entrepreneur popping into our community with a success story every single day, a powerful success story every single day. And I'll tell you, we're really close to that. We're super close. Come hang out in our free Facebook group. You'll see what I'm talking about. Well, hey, this episode has been a ton of fun for me. I would love to hear your feedback. If you've listened to a few other podcast episodes, here's how you can give me your feedback. Go to silentgym.com. Follow the instructions there to click over to iTunes, or maybe you already have an iTunes account. In that case, go into your iTunes Find the Silent Sales Machine radio podcast. That's what you're listening to right now. And leave us five stars. That's your vote saying, yeah, Jim, keep making these podcasts. I think they're awesome. Or tell a few friends, share it around. I mean, come on, this is free stuff, guys. And they call me Silent Jim for a reason. I'm not a big fan of sitting down behind a microphone and talking for one hour. It exhausts me. But as I'm doing this, I'm envisioning you thinking to yourself for the first time, okay, maybe I can make this work. Maybe I can stop embarrassing myself with idea after idea after idea and actually start putting some money in the bank. Maybe there's something to this. And I'm telling you guys, there is something to this. Hang out in our community, come see the success stories, be inspired, and then make this happen. We want you to be a part of our team. We want you to be a part of our community. So I'm going to sign off for now, call it a day. This episode was a blast for me. Let me know what you think. Jump over to silentgym.com. Give us your feedback leave us five stars. Can't wait to do this again. I am pumped up to hear your success story. Send it to me when it happens. God bless you. I'll talk to you real soon. Mm -hmm.